All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV, as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. Um, I normally go into everything that I do, but click my link and go find out. <laughs> I have six businesses. Just go find out. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how did I get here? And today's episode is sponsored by Phoenix Identity. Um, they're sharing their Embrace Your Emotions, previously called Embrace Your Positivity, but Embrace Your Emotions. They're sharing that PDF on how to embrace your emotions, all of them, even the heavy ones, um, previously called negative. We're just, we're, we're getting rid of the, the negative and positive. Okay. Um, again, today's episode is How Did I Get Here? And I'm going to hand it over to my guest speaker to introduce themselves and then we'll jump right in. Hi, my name is Lisa Vernjack. I am a business and life coach. I work with people to help them strengthen their mental toughness. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. Thank you. I really like the way that sounds. Okay, so we were kind of talking pre-episode, and um, I came up with like the perfect start to this episode. So how many of you watching this episode, or listening even, because of course it's podcast and TV, but how many of you have actually looked in the mirror or sat there and thought to yourself, how did I get here? How did I get here? Now, most situations that we find that question being answered is when we're sitting with heavy emotions, when we're not happy with the situation that we're in, whether that's um, our work, whether that's our career or business, whether that is our coworkers, our partner, our family, our friends, Whatever situation or person we find ourselves with at that point, we're like, how did I get here? How did I even get here? And that is such a powerful question. What what do you what do you think of that question? Like it's just so I know, and I love it because I think it's a really important to make sure that we're not making our questions to ourselves rhetorical because if you give yourself the power of actually answering that question, because a lot of times we can be in a moment where we're feeling sorry for ourselves and, oh, how did I get here? But if you actually delve deep and ask yourself the question with the purpose of answering it and it not being rhetorical, it's pretty amazing what you can find out about yourself because you start to look, you know, you backtrack and you look at the moments in your life that actually led you there and it can be life altering. I know that it was for me. Yep. And not a lot of people want to hear this, but you need to hear this, is every situation that we find ourselves in, we've controlled an aspect of that, right? You may feel like you're not in control. You may feel that you've given all your power away. And it, while it might seem that that way, you've allowed that. And people are going to come at me and be like, Melissa, that's really judgmental. And I'm really not. I'm not a judgmental person. What I'm telling you is you have the power to create where you're at now. Imagine taking that power and recreating where you're going. Yeah. Learn the lessons. Utilize that to say, oh, you know, I thought that was the right decision at the time. Looking back now, I know it wasn't. So even though you put yourself where you are, it's OK. We all do the best with what we have available to us at the time. But the trick is to really the key is to learn from that and not make those same mistakes again and use your agency and realize how much power you really do have in your own life. Yep. You have to control the trajectory of where you're headed. Absolutely. And when you ask yourself that question, 
you know, how did I even get here? You're right. Sit with that. Right. And just go through the motions. Now, if you're sitting there and you're feeling in, you know, that judgmental space of yourself and you're really, you know, pity party as people would call it or whatever it is that you're going through at that moment, know that it is okay. Give yourself the grace to say, I have done the best that I, that I, I've done the best that I could with the information I had at that point, right? Everybody, it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody can go back and go, oh, I would do that differently. You wouldn't have learned if you had yeah. done it differently, right? Absolutely. You wouldn't be smarter now if you hadn't have failed then. You wouldn't be stronger now if you hadn't have endured then. It's, we have to look at our past and where we're at right now and go, that taught me something. Now, it's totally fine. I'm not saying don't sit with the emotions, right? Don't, you know, you can sit with the emotions and go, oh, I'm such a dumbass. Or, you know, I did this or I did that or I let this person do this and I let this person, whatever that looks like, it's okay to sit in that for a moment. You need to acknowledge those emotions. My embrace your emotions guide, that's number one, tantamount, number one. You cannot process and heal if you do not embrace and acknowledge the emotions where they're at. Yes. The only way to get to the other side of it is to go through it. Mm -hmm. And I live by that because the more you push things aside and you don't want to accept them, you're really just avoiding lessons that are important, you know, um, and it's okay to get a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and say, I'm going to prove myself wrong. I don't like this version of myself. I'm going to be the version of myself that makes me proud. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's just becoming self-aware. We all, and again, we all have this superhuman, you know, um, superhero version of ourselves within ourselves, right? We have power, we have control, we have um, consistency and motivation. We have all those things with inside of ourselves. We just give that away. You know, when, when we talk about taking your power back, it's, you know, I've given that power away by allowing other people to dictate how I feel about myself, allowing other people to dictate what I do in my day-to-day -day life, allowing what my parents told me about being an artist to make me go into being a dentist when I really just want to be an artist, right. whatever that looks like right? We have that power. We have the power to create. We have the power to change. We have the power to learn and grow. And when you're sitting in those heavy emotions, you don't see any of that. You see what the emotion is bringing you to, right? I, I feel like crap. I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy with my life, my relationship, whatever that looks like. You don't see anything outside of that. Yeah. And so right? the question is, what are you going to do about it then? <laughs> yeah, and that's where the how how did I get here come in, right? Is you need to one acknowledge that you are where you are. Yeah. Two, acknowledge all the feelings that go with that, all the emotions that go with that. And three, then start to process and go, well, how did I get here? Right. Right. And what about here do I not like? Right. And then you and then you can start to change it, right? Take ownership. Okay, I got here. <laughs> I obviously got here. I don't know how I got here, but I got here. Let's figure that out. And I'm gonna get myself out of here. Right, right. And then you once you take acknowledgement, and you take ownership and accountability and responsibility, 
for yourself and the see this is why my smarter method comes in right when we take that and start to work with it it changes everything going forward um yeah would you be uh willing to share some of your own struggles because you you've experienced the how did i get i have experienced it um And, you know, for a long time, I did the pity party. You know, I thought that it was my circumstances that were controlling my life. But really, I was controlling my circumstances by allowing, you know, my self-worth to come from or to try and allow it to come from someone else or to try and allow, um, you know, my the best version of myself was defined by compliments from other people instead of looking at, you know, what I did really appreciate about myself. And when I started realizing that that had to come from me, not validation from external resources, um, that really shook me up a bit. I mean, like you said, looking in the mirror, how did I get here? I had that defining moment. Um, There was a point in my life where I was drinking every day to cope. I was being really unhealthy. I was in a toxic relationship. I had lost my business. I was literally, when you say rock bottom, I defined it. And it was a really low point in my life. And yeah, I remember looking in the mirror and going, how the heck did I end up where I'm at now? You know, I felt like I was doing everything possible to create a life that I wanted. And really, I was doing it all wrong. And when when you ask yourself that question and you really delve deep, you have to accept some things about yourself. Like, yes, I allowed other people to control where my life was going because I was constantly trying to make everybody else happy. You know, um, I was more worried about how other people saw me than how I saw myself. And that made me very weak. Um, You know, I'm now at a point in my life where, you know, I'm active, I'm healthy. Um, I don't drink and I mean, unless it's one or two socially, um, you know, and I'm, I feel good and I feel good about myself and, and I'm able to stand up for myself. You know, it's, it's crazy that, um, one of the biggest lessons I learned that no is a complete sentence. That's all you have to say sometimes. No, that doesn't work for me. Sorry. You know, boundary setting was, was a huge lesson for me and I'm glad that I learned it. Yep. Um, I keep going back to that and it's sorry um, one of those things where everything you just said right is is there's so many people who have been in that situation there's so many people who are still in that situation I watched a very um, an influencer that I followed for many years um, had a complete mental breakdown right. and one of the things that she talked about was being high vibe all the time, being very high energy. Um, And please bear with me. I'm spiritual. I'm an intuitive, psychic, intuitive medium. Um, High vibrational is not positive. High vibrational is not, you know, being positive. It's not feeling only positive emotions. Being high vibrational is being Like just your energy is really up there. That's being high vibrational and that is draining and is toxic in the long run. So please bear with me. Um, The smarter method. Now I've created this method 
The SMARTER method is everything you need to know to create the best possible version of yourself. And the number one part of that, and it is an acronym, the number one part of that is security in your identity, right? When you start taking security in your identity and you sit there and you go, okay, I know who I am. I'm going to just, before I get into this, to the story of what I wanted to express, the SMARTER method, S is for security in your identity, M is for maturity in your mindset, A is accountability in your actions, um, R is responsibility for, your, for yourself and the things that you do, T is trust in yourself, E is embrace, um, and R is readiness. So putting that aside, that's the SMARTER method. Um, book coming out soon, so if everybody wants it, just sign up for my newsletter. Um, with that being said, though, when you know who you are, when you're, when you're, when you take that smarter method, you express yourself a certain way, you know who you are, you have trust in yourself and your intuition. So I know last week I sat there and I was like, you know, I need to get high vibing, right? When I'm home and I'm by myself, I will grab my phone and I will read. And I will read for hours. I just, I love lying in bed and reading and doing nothing. Like it's my yeah. favorite thing to do, but I do too much of it. And so last week I was like, I did a, I did an episode. Uh, I did a live because we're doing a 30 day self care challenge in, in the women's sporting women network. Um, so I was doing the live for that and I felt really good and I felt so good after. Right. And I'm like, where has she been? <laughs> like, where has she been the last few months? And so I'm sitting there and I come home and I and I'm talking to my husband and I'm like, I need that more. Like I need that vibration more. And I'm just not getting it. Um, I've gotten lazy over the last couple of years. Um, since COVID started, I've gotten really lazy, out of shape, out of you know, any motivation. Um, so now I come here and I within realizing that about myself. That when I'm home alone, I'm calm, I'm centered, I read, I watch TV, I do whatever I need to do, right? And I'm just, I'm calm about it. But when I'm on these, I want that high vibe. I want that high energy. I want, you know, I want to be the playful, fucked up Melissa that is in my everyday life. Yeah. In the language, right? But when, my, when I'm with my friends, you know, I'm calm, but I'm fun, right? Yeah. Like, I'm fun and I'm you know, outgoing and, you know, I tell them all their whatever, like I, I, we rib each other and it just, you know, I have fun and I wasn't bringing that into my, into my business and I need to bring that into my business. Right. So it was taking accountability that I wasn't doing it, knowing that the responsibility was that I need to be bringing this high vibe energy for myself, trusting that I can do it without feeling gross or, or, you know, knowing my limits, embracing what my limits are, and then just doing it, right? Being ready to do it. Smarter method. It's totally the smarter method. See, it's perfect. It. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but being able to do that, right? To know who you are, to know what your limitations are, your capabilities are, your security in yourself, that all comes after that, how did I even get here? <laughs> right yeah like, how did I even get here and that's what comes after because that's the growth that's the the okay I don't like my life I don't like where I am I don't like who I'm with I don't like I don't like who I am in this situation and it's like okay but I have the I have the responsibility and the accountability to do something about it 
let's find out who I am. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. One of the things that I really had to reframe for myself is I would rather be respected than liked. Mm -hmm. And one thing I noticed when I'm like, how the hell did I get here is I was sort of just going with, I was just this mush, just going wherever life took me. I had no idea who I was. And as corny as it sounds, I had to find myself. Like I really had to learn who I was. I'm like, you know, I was going off feedback. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, oh, you're so friendly, you're so nice, or, you know, you're a terrible, whatever the feedback was, I was just allowing that to be me. Yep. I had to shut out, like, I really isolated myself for a while to find out who I was. What do I like? What gives me that high vibe? You, you know, did what the smarter method. Yes. What puts me in a little, you know, what makes me feel calm? I had to learn all that, you know in my thirties, like, that's just crazy to seriously have no idea who you are at that okay. age. It's, it was a big realization mm. for me. <laughs> okay. So I was going to interrupt you earlier when I said, go ahead. It was when, once you get the, how did I get here? The next question automatically, the next question is who am I? Yeah. Who am I? Right. And that's where somebody like me comes in. I'm an identity coach, right? Like ev that's where I come in. And that's where this mentality comes in. You saying in your 30s, I've worked with men and women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s who are like, who am I? I don't know who I am. I'm not happy. It happens all the time. Um, now, we're not just talking heavy negative emotions, right? There are situations where people get the, how did I even get here? And I'm going to name a few. So if you are in a long-term relationship, and that relationship ends, whether that's divorce, whether that's, you know, uh, being a widower or a widower, whether that's whatever, whatever the case may be, when that relationship ends, if it ends, you're questioning, who am I? How did I even get here? Like, I don't even know who I am. What the hell happened? Right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to do now that it's over. Right? I, that tells me right there that you've put too much emphasis on the relationship and nothing on yourself. You have not put yourself first at all in that relationship. Second scenario, um, empty nest syndrome, yeah. empty nesters. You know what that tells me? So if you become an empty nester and your kids all move out and they do their thing, yes, it's instinctual to miss them. You know, I have two adults, children. One just got their first apartment. And I'm just like, come see me every day, <laughs> right? Like, come see me every day. Um, he doesn't. And that's okay, right? Because he's now living his life. But I know, mom, what are you doing? Mom, what's for dinner? I still get the messages and the phone calls, right? Um, so when you get an empty nester, that tells me automatically, not, not necessarily, but majority of the time, that you have not put yourself first being a mother at all being a mother has come first. Um, so I'm going to backtrack. So when the scenario of life, okay, society's scenario of life, you become an adult, you get a job, you spend the next 50 years in that career. And you have to work, 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 work. You get into a relationship, you get married, right? So I grew up, I'm Melissa, right? You're Lisa. So I'm Melissa. I grow up 
I go and I finish college and I become a legal assistant. Well, now I'm not just Melissa. I'm a legal assistant. Yeah, you make it part of your identity. Then I get married. Oh, wait. Now I'm a legal assistant and I'm Mrs. Kretzler. Then I have kids. And then it's like, Nick's mom, Bella's mom, Haley's mom, Kyle's mom. Can, can, can we come over? We're taught to put everything that we are into those titles and those roles. They are not our identity. They are not who we are. They are things that we love and things that we subscribe to and things that we absolutely adore being, but they are not who we are. Absolutely. So when we've put all of our focus into one, two, or three of those things and lost focus on ourselves, it is very easy to get to the, how did I even get here? Right? And then the follow-up of who am I? You see relationships that have completely disintegrated where you would have never thought those relationships would have disintegrated because outwardly they're perfect. They never put the effort in or one person forgot who they are, put everything into the relationship. The other person got used to it. And when the other person started changing, then it broke down. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. And it happens all the time. This, how did I even get here, followed by who am I even, like, who am I, are the most common things that you can imagine. Because everybody experiences that one time or another. There's my damn dog barking downstairs. It's where he just wants attention. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's like my situation. I had to ask that question because who was I after I lost my relationship. I lost my business. I wasn't doing anything that I loved anymore. You know, my hobbies and my interests, because I was just at rock bottom. I was depressed. I was feeling like shit. And, you know, and then it's like, now that I don't have any of those things, how did I get here? And who am I without any of that? So let me ask you a quick question there. In the span of all of those things, the relationship, the business, all of that, and when you came to the end of that, right, that rock bottom moment, had you focused on yourself at all? And if you did, were you doing the right, oh, the amount of people I see, well, I'm doing all the things. One of one of the ladies that I that I follow because I like her content. She's a content creator on TikTok uh, and multiple other places, and I really like her content. She's funny. Um, made a post and she's like, "Are you guys all okay? Because I'm not okay, and I'm doing all of these things." And I'm like, "But you're not doing anything that's right for you. Like, yeah, okay, you might be drinking the ginger tea and you might be going for long walks and eating the salad, but maybe you're not the type of person to be eating just salad. Maybe you need the fucking burger to go with it, right?" Like, we don't know who we are. We're basing our entire identity and our entire existence on what does this person want me to be? What do I need to be in this relationship? What You know, I need to give my 100% to my kids or I'm a bad mom. It is so epically ridiculous. Yes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote my daughter's favorite song, Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And that's from, you know, uh, Ladybug and cat noir uh, miraculous but um my daughter my eight-year-old daughter says this is ridiculous 
utterly ridiculous. So that's why I I'm love not. it. <laughs> but it is, it is utterly ridiculous. And it's because society has taught us to be them. Yeah, I wasn't do I I know that all too well. I was doing all the things. I you know, I was doing all the things for my business. I was doing all the things for my relationship. I was, you know, yeah, okay, on the surface, it looks great, you know, my business is growing and I mean this was before the downfall of course. Um, but I wasn't paying attention to me. I was paying attention to everything that I had. And okay, yeah, my business is growing, it's going wonderfully, you know, I keep my house clean and tidy. And you know, I'm a good host. And, you know, I cook a nice healthy meal every night. But no, at the end of the day, I was not doing anything for myself. I was not doing like now, the things that I do for me, I journal, I go for walks, I'm learning what really feeds my soul for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. And feeds your soul. Yes. Right? Journaling. Yeah, okay. I have journals um, and I love them. But I have to be in the mood. I go through stages. Like I'll journal and then five years later I'll journal again. Like it, it's, I go through stages, right? It's not an everyday thing for me. For anybody watching, please understand that what I do or what Lisa does or what anybody does does not have to fit you. So if you're talking about ginger tea and salads and working out and going for walks, and if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. You need to find what works for you. That's why we were doing the 30-day self-care challenge. Find what works for you. In 30 days, you're going to find something. And in the 30 days, you're going to make it a habit. Yes. Right? You're going to find one or two or even 15 or 20 things out of 30 that is going to work for you. And because you've been focused for 30 days, it's now a habit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I did was I made tiny little daily changes. And the smallest changes for me made the biggest impact on my life. Can you keep talking for a second? I need to make sure this dog is not coming upstairs. Okay. Yeah, the smallest changes made the biggest difference for me. So, um, you know, it's like I would make my challenges or my goals or whatever you want to call them so small that it would literally be silly for me not to follow through. Like I would have to actively try not to follow through with them. Drink a glass of water. Yeah. Like something so simple right. that if I didn't do it, it would be ridiculous. Have a shower. Yeah. Have a shower. You know, right. for some people they're so depressed. It's like, just brush your teeth. Yeah. Like little things. So simple. Little yeah. things. Yeah. One of the things that I want to, I want to stress. And one of the things I teach my own clients, not that I haven't, expressed a million of those things already but um one of the things when you're trying to i just totally lost it when you're trying to create change or when you're feeling like the how did i even get here and you're feeling disabled because it, it's debilitating right when you when you are so overwhelmed by those heavy emotions by the changes by the realization that you're where you're at it's easy to get overwhelmed. And I want everybody to remember that it's one moment at a time. You're not making all of those changes at every moment. I don't even know. It's what is it like 64,000 moments in a day or second in a day. You have unlimited moments. You don't need to be, you're not going to be focusing on eating healthy while you're showering. You're not going to be focusing on showering 
while you're going for a walk. You're going to focus on that moment. Remove the overwhelm, right? It's one thing at a time. I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that I've really had to do too, is learn how to, you know, there's times where, you know, you have to think about life and you have to think about what you want and all that, but you also need to be able to turn that off and just be where you're at. And that is the healthiest place to be. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, you have to embrace where you're at, even if it sucks. You know, if you're feeling like crying in a corner today, let it happen. Cry in a corner. Just know that that's not forever. You know, half an hour, an hour, five minutes, whatever. Get up and take that next moment where you need it to take you. Yeah. And remember, let's let's say you're focused. So let's say you are at the how did I get here stage and the who am I stage. And then all of a sudden you're thinking about your future and what you want it to look like. Right. You can sit there and think about your future and still be in the moment. How you do that is you think, you know, when I get there, this is what it's going to look like. And this is what it's going to make me feel. Grab onto that feeling. Grab onto that emotion. Instead Instead of looking at it as, you know, I'm not there yet and doing the pity party and doing the, the self blame and the guilt and the judgment and all that heavy crap, you grab onto that feeling, I'm going to get there. And you use that feeling to propel you forward. What can I do today that's going to benefit the me of tomorrow? Yes, of course. Absolutely. I love that. I really do. So yeah, it's like, when I was in that really terrible place, right at my lowest of lows, I felt like I was just in the bottom of a hole. And it was dark. But as long as you can allow yourself to see the light at the top, claw your way out one little step at a time. And I think that that was the most important thing for me was to know that I'm not going to get out of this by leaping out. It's not going to happen overnight. It's it's going to take work. But you have to enjoy that process and just know that you're headed in the right direction. You don't have to necessarily be content with where you are right now as long as you're content with where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to remember. Yeah. Um, but you can be. And that's the thing. I, I have this special weird ability. I can turn any negative into a positive. That's why I'm changing it from negative to heavy emotions. Because if you're feeling weighed down, you think about when you get to that point of how did I get here, right? When you get to that point, you are basically buried alive yeah. by everybody else's opinions everybody else's needs thoughts wants judgments all of that is heavily weighing on your shoulders because you've taken it on yeah right so knowing that you're now out of place where you can start digging yourself out one at a time you can't dig yourself out all at once no you have to be careful you you know if, if you are you know, if you're, if you're literally buried alive and people have been, so if you're literally buried alive under all the soil, you can't just try to go quickly. Otherwise yeah. you're going to smother yourself and you're going to, and you're going to drown in the soil, right? Yeah. You have to take it easy and make sure that you're 
protecting yourself while you're doing it. Yes. I love that. I love the way you put that. Yeah. Right. You, you can't burn yourself out. And that's the thing is like a lot of times trying to claw my way out. I was burning myself out. I was so determined to get out and I was pushing myself so hard, which I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but I did have to realize when enough was enough and I need to slow down and that's okay. You might, you might get close to the top and fall down a little bit, but that's okay. It's all part of the process and you have to accept that we're, we're human. We're not perfect. And sometimes you take a step back because you didn't quite learn that piece that you needed to learn as well as you needed to learn it. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but it's the same scenario as me trying to run a 5k race with uh, one asthma, two, I'm 200 over 200 pounds and three, I am so out of shape. I would, I can't even bend over without losing my breath. I have a bending problem. I don't know what that is, but anyway, that's, you know, you, you've got to understand you're not in a race. You're not running a 5k, you know, you being securing yourself and taking those steps it's a process and it does take time. But if you do it the right way for you, if you get somebody like Lisa or I to help you through that process, it changes the game. Um, my clients are generally three to six months and then you don't need me anymore. That's the beauty of coaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't want you to need me. Now, I do have a 12-month course that is absolutely the most in-depth program you can get. But again, I don't want my clients needing me for that long. Yeah, right? you want them to have the tools that they need, right? Exactly. If you want to touch base with me, you know, a few months down the road to let me know how you're doing, absolutely. I reached out to one of my clients the other day, and we haven't worked together in, well, since summer of last year. Yeah. Not this year, but like over a year ago. And I said, how's it going? Like, how's how are you doing, right? And it's... She comes back, you know, I had a hard time, but I used what, what, what I learned and, and I got through it and I'm like, right on. I'm like, that is the awesome. best feeling. And it is. And, and that's what, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it on your own. You absolutely can with determination, strength, and learning who you are. You absolutely can do it on your own, but having somebody there in your corner to help guide you, to help strengthen you, to help you see things that maybe you're not seeing that makes that time frame a whole hell of a lot less than it would be if you were doing it on your own. And that's, and it's somebody who actually gets it. Right. And, and that's where I say, like, find somebody that you resonate with. Um, whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, find somebody who can help you go from how did I get here to, Oh my God, look where I got myself. Yeah. Yeah. How did I get here? I don't, you know, <laughs> look at it in a different way. Yeah. It's okay to, to seek guidance and ask for help. I mean, allow yourself to accept the help that, you know, that can be hard for a lot of people is to admit that I may need a little guidance right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Nope. That's all. I love this conversation. Me too. Um, <laughs> welcome just a family to the new and improved Melissa. See, this is me being me, right? This is me being funny and very vocal and expressive and just a all around shit disturber. So that's me. But um, 
absolutely make sure that if you want to connect with either myself or Lisa, you do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. Go click the link for the Phoenix Identity, which is my company. Phoenix Identity, go and look for the Embrace Your Emotions guide. Go and check that out. That's going to help you start to acknowledge those emotions, what the triggers are. All of that is detailed out um, in that um, as much as I can. Obviously, don't give everything away, but, but you will get tons of value in that. Um, if you would like to be a guest speaker or if you want a guest speaker or a blogger, or if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out to us. Join our Facebook group, Just Alive TV, or Just Alive, or giving you something to talk about. Um, it should be linked to our Facebook page as well. We are across all of our social media platforms. Go like, follow, and share the show. Join our newsletter at JustAliveTV.com. Thank you, Lisa, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Lots of love, just a family. I'm your host, Melissa Gratzler, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.